Welcome to the My Intimacy Therapist podcast. I'm therapist and coach, Shade Giovanni. If you want to feel less anxiety in your relationships and enjoy a confident and spiritual intimate life, you're in the right place. So grab a cup of tea and a warm blanket and let's talk intimacy. Hello. So this episode is dedicated to all of y'all out there that are single Christian folks who it's really important to you to find a partner who is in the same faith and has similar values and beliefs as you. This is no secret that dating can be kind of hard if you are trying to match this really big important thing and it's just missing with folks. So the CEO and founder of If You Know You Know Dating is here and she is talking about this experience she has created just for people like you to connect with people like you. And I think it's just a really important conversation um, that you'll probably be nodding your head to a lot and can relate to. So without further ado, let's meet her. Let's talk. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Doing pretty well. Would you let the people know who you are, what you do, all that good stuff? You bet. So my name is Mel. And I am the co-founder and CEO of IYKYK Dating. And basically what we do is we bridge the gap between the church and single Christians through hosting mixers. And I am from Phoenix originally, and I live in San Diego now. And I started this company about a year ago and been just following God and being obedient to what he's called me to. And it's been a super fun adventure. So we talked a little bit um, the last time we chatted about what made you want to start. And also, I will say, I've never heard how you pronounce the name of the company. So I've always just said it as if you know, you know, I didn't realize Uh you said it by the letters. (laughs) I told you know what? I forgot to say it because you're right. Who's going to know what that means? It's yes. It's if you know, you know, dating or you could say IYKYK or I've been just calling it IYK dating just because it's kind of a mouthful. (laughs) It's a mouthful. But when I saw it like visually, I was like, oh, if you know, you know, cool. But um, (laughs) we talked about it and you were talking about why you wanted to start this which um, I'm not trying to put your information out there, but you're definitely not like 21 year old, like single person. And (laughs) I think for a lot of people who listen to this podcast, they have experienced or people who listen and are also Christian, they've experienced what it's like to be out of that college bubble Mm -hmm. and then be single for a hot minute. Like, oh shoot, wait a minute. (laughs) what's going on here. So I think that part's important too, but yeah, could you share what made you want to start this? Totally. So when I look back of of like, yeah, what, what started this? How did I even, how did I stumble into this? I think back and I realized that God had actually gave me a vision for this back when I was in college. So for reference, she's right. I'm not, I'm not 21 anymore. I'm, I just turned 30 And I remember back in college, I was walking around campus one day thinking, 
man, I'd really like to meet a guy. Wouldn't that be nice? And thinking about the college ministry that I was currently in. And I was looking around thinking, I don't really want to date any of the guys in my college ministry. But I looked over to the Young Life College ministry and I was like, man, those guys over there are cute. They're fun. And I would love to get to know them. But how do I just, you know, do I just start going to Young Life? I'm not really involved with that. And so I remember just trying to like think and be like, God, how can we make this work? How can we make this work? And I think God just gave me the vision of, um, the idea, oh, what if we'd had like an event or a party or something where all the singles from all the campus ministries came together for a big party and, you know, all the directors could talk to each other and kind of make it happen. And so I remember telling my director of my campus ministry, I was like, this is a great idea. We got to make this happen. And he was like, that sounds like a great idea, but just like a lot of work. And I was just like, yeah, you're right. It's probably too much work. And so I kind of just forgot about it. And then fast forward a few years, I'm in San Diego working and I actually just get laid off. And this was prior to COVID. And so I went on to uh, Craigslist to look for gigs, basically trying to look for little jobs that I could have until I got like another career job. And I found speed dating hosting. I was like, oh, that could be fun. You know, I'm, you know, at this point, like 26, 27. And uh, I was like, maybe I could meet somebody there. So I do that. And it was super easy, super fun. And I was just thinking, man, I really want to bring this to the Christian sector. And it'd be a fun, maybe side hustle. And maybe again, maybe I'd meet somebody. And so for a while, I was just thinking to myself, you know, what? I, I want to do this, but I know that Christian speed dating doesn't really have a nice ring to it. And, you know, people have their assumptions of what does that really mean? And so I was like, I need to have somebody who's influential, who's well-liked, you know? And so kind of just kept my eye out. And then one day I was at a friend's party and I overhear um, a girl that I knew and, you know, she was um, to the announcements at our church. And she said, man, I really want to do Christian speed dating. And I was like, what? you just say? And so I started having a conversation with her and I said, do you want to host Christian speed dating with me? And she's like, yeah, let's do it. So this was the beginning of January. And then we planned it for February. So our first event was on Valentine's day, 2021. And let me tell you, it was, it was a bit of a, it was a, it was a grind. I'll tell you that to get people to come to this event. Because we're like, guys, Christian speed dating, it'll be so fun. And then her and I are pretty connected in our community here in San Diego. But everybody's like, what are you? No, ew, no, I, that sounds lame. We're like, no, it's going to be fun, I swear. And, and so, man, I was on, I've, I've never slid into so many DMs in my life, just trying to get people to come to this event. We're like, it's going to be fun. It's going to be great. And we had it at her house and she's a pretty big house and we actually ended up having 90 people come that weekend. We did like three different events. Yeah. And so it was kind of crazy that we ended up having so many people come, which is just a testimony to God and himself. And people left saying, wow, this was actually really fun and so much better than I thought it was going to be. And we're like, oh, cool. Thanks. Well, yeah, we were, we're stoked that it happened. You know, and they're like, well, when's the next one? And we're like, next one. And well, I guess we, we, you know, we'll talk about it. So we talked about it and we're like, yeah, let's do another one if people want it. So we just, you know, we got a venue this time. We just kept having another one, another one, another one until 
until uh, December 2021 when somebody said, why don't you guys do a mixer event? And so we were like, well, why not? Let's try it. And so we ended up doing it at a neighbor's house that had a really nice backyard. And it just, it just, you know, everybody really liked it. And we're like, maybe we should do mixer events from now on. So that's kind of a preview of how it started or kind of a long version, I guess, of how it started. And um, so it kind of just turned into something that we never really expected it to. That was, I, I didn't know some of that. So that was pretty <laughs> cool. You turned around in one month and created this whole thing. That is awesome. <laughs> and whether you're in San Diego or Atlanta or Texas or whatever, I feel like everyone really is at this place of craving connection and like face to face. If people listen to other podcast episodes, I think that dating apps are a great tool to use to meet people. And I also think that technology (laughs) has started to morph a little bit and maybe encourage some lower investment behaviors or, you know, everyone's really burnt out on the digital. So to be able to do an in-person mixer and to know that it's going to be people who share similar values, of course, I'm sure there's a whole wide array even within that, but that was a great thing that you were able to provide. I mean, did you, were you surprised to see 90 people show up? <laughs> you know, yes, I think I, I was surprised to be honest. I really, well, the way we started it is first we just did. So with speed dating, you can only do, you can really only max out at 15 guys and 15 girls because it's just, it's just a lot to talk to that many people continuously for you know three to five minutes each and so we would just we just sold out one round and then we're like okay we are let's do another round okay let's do another round and then I think as people started realizing other people were signing up then they signed up as well so yes I was surprised at first and since then I, well do you know the exact number of how many you've done altogether? man Oh, including the mixers now, probably over 15. I would say over if we're including the speed dating and the mixers. So we, yeah, we didn't start the mixers until December. So yeah, probably about like 15 at this point. 15 within a year. And um, so you're also on TikTok and Instagram. So if you're listening and you look it up, you'll see like videos of your mixers and they are packed like people are there. This, these aren't just yeah. like awkward, you know, three people in a room and two of them's a girl and one's a guy, Like, which also <laughs> right. wanted to like give you your flowers for, because the other really big challenge in the dating sphere, especially within the church is the ratio. Everybody mm. knows, everybody knows. Although I've also been hearing from some guys who seem to think that girls are hard to find, which to them, I would say, liar but um you have been open your eyes right like everywhere but you were able to get a one-to-one ratio that is so huge and so rare well it wasn't without a lot of work I'll tell you that so yes you're right our one of our main goals is to have one-to-one ratios but you know what is kind of funny is so when I was working in the speed dating the, it was actually a secular speed dating company. And 
the funny thing is, is in the secular world, non-Christian world, it's, it's the opposite. There's always more guys than girls. It's the weirdest thing. Always. I mean, you think about it, like at the, like the bars, at the, the, the scenes, you know, there's always more guys than girls. But the second you switch it up to Christian, it's flipped. What we do for the ratios though, is like I said before, I was, I was grinding on, I was on Bumble, Hinge, Christian Mingle, Mash.com. I've been on all of them trying to get guys to come to these events. And it's been, it's been like fairly successful. However, I've also, I've, I've been banned from most of these websites at this point <laughs> because they don't, um, it's, it's not looked on favorably, but you know, that just goes to show that God, God's just going to have to show up and, and he has showed up, um, especially for this past one that we had the other day in LA, we had 50 girls and 50 guys, uh, about 50 girls and 50 guys, but it definitely, the girls for sure sell out quickly. And, and I'm realizing that I think most of it is because men are not on social media the same way that women are. And most of our platforms, if not all our platforms that we advertise on, which is TikTok and Instagram and a little bit of Facebook, social media is just like a woman's game. Basically, it's about connection. It's about being social. And typically women are more drawn to that than men. And I think that Christian men in particularly, they're not trying to spend a lot of time on these websites because, you know, the thirst traps, pornography, everything. And they're, they're trying to be productive, trying to focus on their job while they're, you know, while they're single. And, and so I've found that a lot of the, like the good Christian guys that I know at least, or that come to our events, they were either invited by friends or I'm just like, Hey, did you see us on TikTok or Instagram? They're like, no, I don't really go on TikTok or Instagram that much. I don't spend that much time on there. So it is tricky because it's like, well, how else do you get in front of these guys? And so that's why when we were doing the, on the dating apps, it was really successful trying to, you know, invite guys to these events, but then <laughs> the option's no longer available to us, but I, I think it's for the best and God's just going to have to show up. And so far he has. Yeah. And to like add a clinical lens to that with the mm. whole, like, um, basically intimacy anorexia of culture right now we're just not Mm. as accustomed to getting to know people um sticking through hard stuff um you could even add in just socialization of men versus women women being more for deeper connection um and of course there are men who want deeper connection but there's a lot of men who maybe don't know how to access that or the idea of a group mixer is like whoa (laughs) I don't know about that. Or they've got other goals and they're looking for their career and not focused on relationships and the women. So it's just this, this push and pull that I think creates spaces that are women dominant, whether that's the church or a dating app versus male dominant in the same way. Um, So there's like a lot of different factors layered upon each other. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And you know, even to take that a step further as well is something that I've just been trying to think, why is it that in the secular world, it seems like I've been chatting with friends or groups of people or whatever, when I tell them what I do. And if it's with guys who aren't Christian, they're like, what? I want to go to this. This sounds amazing. And then I'm like, it's for Christians. And they're like, oh, never mind." And I'm like, okay. But what I think perhaps also as an aspect to this is in Christianity, you know, traditionally in the Bible and everything, you know, you don't have sex, so you're married. 
And so I think that maybe if a guy is to go to something like this, he autom- it's not like he's going just to hook up with somebody. It's not like he's a Christian guy. It's not like that's a, the option on the table. If, if, you know, he's walking with God trying to maintain his Christian values. But on the other hand, perhaps if it's more of a secular guy, this is almost a way for him to find a woman to, not that you wouldn't want to look for a relationship, but I feel like, like you said, the, the, you, said, you call the intimacy and, uh, anorexia or anxiety anorexia. Okay. I've actually never heard that. That's super interesting, but, um, but you know, like in, intimacy, anxiety, anorexia, whatever it might be. I think that that, because the only reason why he'd be going to this is to find a relationship. And that in of itself is a really vulnerable thing to even show up to something like this. It's basically saying, no, I'm not here just to hook up with somebody. <clears throat> I'm here to find a relationship versus if it was secular, I feel like you could almost use the excuse if you're a guy like, yeah, well, I'm just here, you know, if, if it turns into a relationship, great. But mostly I'm just looking for a girl to hook up with her just to see what happens to have fun with. And it's, it's a lot less of a vulnerability to show up to something like this. Cause it would just be like showing up to the bars, you know, and cause, cause trying to look for somebody to hook up with is just, you know, that everyone's like, Oh yeah, you're a guy. That's what you do. Of course. And that makes sense. I don't know. I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on that too. Yeah. I, um, I think what came to mind when you were saying that was the difference between high investment relationships and low investment relationships, mm. because yes. I, I try not to put people in different camps just because mm. there's so much complexity to who we are and what we want. And you hear about people yeah. who go out for hookups and then form huge relationships. But I do mm-hmm. think there's a difference in the investment people are initially looking for mm. and values that are um, shared between people, whether that be in the Christian faith or um, maybe for some folks, they might relate more to values around uh, lifestyle, like health and eating or whatever that may be. Shared values invite a higher investment of relating because now you have to know me, you have to know if we're on the same page with our values, you have to be wanting to share a similar life versus low investment. I don't really need to know any of that about you. I just kind of need to know if <laughs> you have insert crude comment here about whatever sex drive preferences I have. And um, can we eat the same ice cream? And that's about it. Um, which for some folks, I think for a lot of folks, that's all they either know how to do or that's all, all they're wanting. So sure, the bars, the club, you can find anyone anywhere to meet you at a low investment place, you know, but for yeah. high investment, it, it's high investment in every way. It's you getting dressed to go there. Mm. Like you're not going to just, well, I don't know if anyone shows up with just like flip-flops and a, you know, <laughs> a gym t-shirt, but you know, you're, you're having to show up present yourself differently. You're having to access answers to another person's questions at the mixer. If someone asks you, you know, where do you see yourself in five years? That's a high investment question. Not to say you're going to marry them, but now you have to check in with your emotions. You have to know who you are. So um, I think, especially when we're getting to late twenties into thirties, people have been burned Mm, right. And so almost out of fatigue, we just gravitate towards these low investment, even within the Christian community. Yes. But now you have 
this mixer, or even if it's a person on a dating app who's inviting you back into high investment, that that takes a lot. Mm. It's a big ask, which speaking of a big ask, I think the way that you structured your events with the cost of it too matches along with the type of investment you're trying to say you're cultivating. Dating apps are free, quite literally the price Mm -hmm. structure of them match the low investment of the app. Right. You can swipe a couple times across the catalog of faces. You, someone might put a bio, might not. Like it's so low investment, which makes sense. It's free. But when you're, I think it's at currently at like 75. Yeah. So when you're saying, okay, here's $75, which to those of you who might hear that and go, whoa, it is totally worth it because of the fact that you are cultivating environment, you're bringing people together, you are putting in a lot of work that this person is now not having to put in to meet these people. Absolutely. But it automatically asks from the beginning, are you invested here? Mm, That's good. And so the people who show up, they are high investment or in a high investment state of life, a high investment mindset. I don't wanna just label them as being, you know, higher low investment people. Um, right. here's a value system that encourages going all in, being real, being open, being vulnerable. Would you like to be part of that? And all these people being like, like raising their hand. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. Totally. And you see a lot of the guys at first, there's this hesitancy for sure. And I think you nailed it of the, it's, it's the high investment. And, and then when it comes down to it, it's, I want to say it's, you know, part ego, but also part, like you were just saying, it's just the fatigue and the people have been burned or people are just like, oh, I don't want to have to do this again. You know, this is, I'm, I'm sick of putting myself out there and it not working out. But I think a lot of that, honestly, well, I guess I can just start by sharing like my own story with that of over the past four years, I have actually been on over 60 first dates. Yeah. And so you counted them. I did. I kept track ever since I first, I don't know why I started doing that. I mean, I started at like 26 and I love it. (laughs) And I just, you know, kind of took, I just kept, kept notes on it. Um, and it's just been such an interesting journey. But the thing is, I don't have dating fatigue. And I mean, there have been times where I'm like, okay, I need to take a little bit of a break, you know, but, and I had a relationship in the middle there for like four and a half months. But other than that, I think it's because of the way that I, it's, it's the mindset that I go in to these dates and I make, I don't make my goal marriage. Now, obviously and to maybe even people who are listening, I would never encourage somebody to date somebody that you know up front does not have your similar values. Because yeah, that's, a, in my opinion, that's, um, I don't think necessarily anything's a waste of time, but I would say you only have a certain amount of time. And so you get to choose what would be the best use of your time. And so I don't think that would be the best use of your time. Now, a guy that, you know, and most of these are from dating apps. So a guy that I see on a dating app that I'm attracted to and, you know, says he's a little Christian in his profile. You know, there are times where I will like message back and forth and kind of be like, Oh, what church do you go to? Or, Oh, do you go to church? What do you do on Sundays? You know, try to like ask kind of questions to see if he's maybe on the same page, 
but there are other times that I would just say, you know what, like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to meet this person and just see what they're like in real life. And so I think for that reason, there have been so many dates because I've just said, you know, I just want to be open to, um, to not making marriage the ultimate goal of this first date, but rather I'm going to make connection the first goal of this date and, and the subsequent dates as well. Because I think when we focus on first, first connecting with somebody, then, then we realize you get something out of this date, even if you realize that this person isn't your person and you start looking at them like a human instead of the ends to your mean or the means means to your ends of I'm looking for a husband and I'm looking for the man who's going to be my husband because then you do get really discouraged because you're continuously not meeting a goal and that's that sucks you know and so if I'm saying my goal is to connect I connected I stayed present you also realize that every person you meet has something to offer you or you have something to offer them you know they're they reflect God's face in some aspect because they're made in the image of God and I think in that way, we really are honoring the person in front of us to sit down, have a meal with them, have coffee with them, go for a walk with them, give them a few hours of our time. Even if from the get-go, you know, this maybe isn't going to be a relationship. But what we have to realize, especially I think as Christians who are listening to this, that we have been told to be so intentional from such a young age, if we grew up in the evangelical Christian world, and that has actually backfired in the way that we don't focus on just being present. We don't focus on just connecting. We focus immediately of trying to figure this person out to say, is this going to be my missing puzzle piece? Is this going to be the person that fits me perfectly? And first of all, when we're doing that, we're just completely in our heads. So we're not even present with them because we're thinking, thinking, thinking. And like nobody wants to feel like you're just using them to get to what you want. Um, and I think we, we completely miss Matthew 6, 33, which is seek first the kingdom and all else will follow because when we're seeking first, the kingdom, we're seeking to honor people like Jesus honored the person in front of him, not what they could do for him. Half the time they weren't even like going to be believers. You know, he was hanging out with sinners, but he just focused on loving them. And, you know, I'm, I'm not saying to, um, again, date somebody that or go on a date with somebody, you know, doesn't have your shared um, values. I'm not saying go on 10 of these dates that you, that you're like, oh, I know they're not going to be my person, but I'm going to keep going on dates with them. I'm talking about, this is the first or the second date. And I, I just, I know from my experience of growing up, I didn't necessarily grow up in the evangelical Christian church. However, I, in high school was very steeped in it and just read a lot of the books and really enjoyed a lot of the books. And they gave me some great, um, physical boundaries and great, just different ideas for dating. But there was this overall overarching theme of basically saying, find that person as quickly as you can. Um, only, you know, make the focus of the first two dates to more or less kind of interrogate this person or, or try to figure it out. But that just, I think that stems from so much fear of I'm I need to find this person and anything done out of fear, you know, I mean, Jesus, the Bible says, do not fear so many times. Fear is not from God, fear is from the enemy. And so we need to be doing things out of peace and out of security. And, and plus God, he, he moves slowly. Like God's, there's, there's not a ton of things in the Bible that say to do this really quickly, <laughs> you know? And so I just, I just, 
you know, seeing it from, from this side now, growing up like that, having that mentality of, I need to figure this out so fast. Then personally having so much anxiety on dates because I would try to do that. And then I listened to a podcast that talked, that was a Christian podcast that talked about, Hey, focus on connection, focus on being present. And then I switched my whole dating approach and it has been just wildly more enjoyable. And, you know, you're talking to a girl who's, like I said, been on 60 first dates in the last four years. I have every reason to have to be fatigued at this point, you know, and to hate dating and say, screw it, screw guys, I'm, I'm just going to give up. But because I have changed my goal, I've actually been able to meet my goal. Therefore, I have had success in dating, I would say, yeah, I haven't found the one yet. But I just have such a heart to, to cast this vision for other single Christians. And one of the most frustrating things is probably because I'm, I still feel like I'm in direct opposition to what the collective church preaches. And I just, it's so irritating to me because those people who are preaching it, I don't think they have, I think they have every good intention. But however, most of them are people, men who have been married right out of Bible college or under the age of 25. And so they don't know what it's like to be over the age of 25, not all of them, but a lot of them. Um, and, and I also want to want to clarify, we have to kind of define terms here. When I say dating, I don't mean relationship. I think it goes dating, relationship, engaged, marriage. And so we're talking about the dating phase. And when you're, when you're still in college and in high school, especially, you kind of already are in that dating phase because you are mixing and mingling with so many people. So you kind of don't, you almost can skip to relationship because you already know these people. You already get to know their friends, their family, you know? And so I think so much of even the Christian dating advice is directed towards people who are in high school and college. And so for those people, I think a lot of the advice is good of when they say, quote, dating, I think they're they're referring to both the dating and the relationship phase, but that can get really confusing when you're out of college and you're like, okay, what does dating mean? And they're like, be so intentional, get to know her friends, get to know his friends, but you don't have that luxury as a 27 year old, you're in your career, you've moved away from all your friends and family, and you are just literally trying to meet friends even. And the only time you might be able to meet a person that's attractive, you know, at church perhaps, but at the grocery store, you don't know their past, you, you know, like you got to be bold. You got to, or girls, you got to, you know, smile at them, drop your hints and, and to be told you need to make sure that they're Christian. I mean, that just eliminates so many people that you pretend even on dating apps, you don't know if they're Christian, you know, and, and if you're just drilling them with questions, you're going to come off weird. You're going to come off abrasive. So I, I just think there's a huge gap right now between the church and, and older single Christians. When I say older, I just literally mean over the age of 23, 24. Um, and that's why at IYKYK Dating, we come, we're, our goal is to bridge that gap and to offer not only education and just dating tips, but just physically a space where people can meet and you can even know that, that most of these people are going to be Christian. So that's a roundabout way to answer a question you never asked. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. Um, and to add on to that, I think that, so part of that whole idea of like looking for your future husband, wife paradigm was skipping over kind of like you were saying, the getting to know a human being 
And yeah, I totally agree with you. I think that that was, that advice was targeted audience at a different, the youth group. (laughs) There wasn't like this second message for adults, but when we're out there dating, you're looking for someone that you would like to go on a road trip with, you know, for life. You're looking for someone you'd like to build something with. And so even just saying Christian is not enough because there's so many aspects of values and lifestyle that we've got to learn about with someone before we consider them oh my gosh, I just think I met my future wife or my future husband or whatever. And so I think, um, I don't, I was talking to um, my supervisor, uh, therapeutic supervisor about this, like, oh man, I wish there were a way to warn people (laughs) because I see what it looks like on the other side of marriage when you have that person Mm. that you immediately thought this is the one And then you get on marriage and now you're just having the rest of the very human problems that existed the whole time. It doesn't even necessarily mean that you shouldn't be together, but could we change our mindset in dating to, I need time. It it happens with consistency over time. You cannot just project your wedding ring and future, you know, parent of your children onto the stranger because they say I'm a Christian or because they say they read their Bible every day, it, I don't want to say it doesn't mean anything, but it kind of doesn't. I think that actions, yeah, actions and values, you could have one person who's a Christian who wants to go to church every day and Bible study every Wednesday. And then you've got another person who loves the Lord and is a Christian who, um, maybe walks in nature and prays and that's their version of that. And then you've got a whole nother person who uses the Christian nomenclature, big words today, but is really disconnected from faith in the way you might be. And so it's getting a chance to not investigate like we're detectives and trying to judge if someone is what we want them to be. Cause this even exists for folks who don't identify as Christian. When you see someone Mm -hmm. and They tell you who they are. Mm -hmm. So we go off of that and we assume they're our person forever. But there's the minutia of life. Yes. Okay. Let's say we align perfectly on what we think about uh, values, faith. Cool. But now we also need to see how well we align with um, who's the planner and who goes with the flow and how much can we tolerate the other person in that? How does one person see integrating the in-laws into the family versus the other person? Um, How do we deal with conflict? Not what they tell you (laughs) is how they deal with the conflict. No one is ever going to say, I'm trash at conflict. But actually, when the pressure is on, when you are down to like $10 left and $100 worth of bills to pay, when someone gets sick, when you have conflicting events to attend and you don't really want, like what happens then? You cannot know that just from looking at a profile or even from what someone is saying about themselves, including yourself, when then those first couple months of getting to know a brand new human, that's just, it's just not a thing. And that's the part about purity culture, I think that really frustrated me. And um, 
especially now being a therapist, was looking back on all the stuff, the promises that were wrapped up in bows about how much of the future you could predict based on XYZ formula actions, when that's just not the case. It is possible to meet another Christian and have, quote unquote, a lot of values in common and at the same time have no values in common. Just as it's possible to meet someone who's not a Christian and you share a lot of values, but then you also don't share other values. So this whole thing is so much more complex. Um, So I like, (laughs) I like that you're out there starting to open up the conversation more for let's just, what do adult Christian singles getting to know each other? What does that look like? Mm -hmm. What does it look like? And I hope that's something that exists for all the singles. Right. matter faith background doesn't matter anything but like can we all figure out what it looks like to let go of our pride our um presumptions about who someone should be our desire for someone to rescue us our desire for someone Mm -hmm. to be this perfect human that we've been singing love songs about all our life can we slowly release that and replace it with the living breathing brown-eyed or blue-eyed or green-eyed person in front of you that has different characteristics from every other person, even if they share similar stuff. Does that make sense? Totally. No, I love that. (laughs) No, girl, stay up on that soapbox. I love that so much because uh, it's just so interesting when I talk to therapists or coaches, and then I talk to pastors, it's, there's some overlap, but it seems like there's so it's, I'm hearing two different messages, which is just so interesting to me because I, I just want to say, I, I love Jesus. I love the word. I love the Bible. I think that I personally think the Bible is the truth. I think that, you know, so I should, to speaking to the Christians, especially, you know, I'm not, I'm not one to say, oh, well, you know, the Bible's eh. no Bible hundred percent. I'm sold. So it's just so interesting than hearing, yeah, the perspective from pastors, but, you know, pastors, not to say that they don't walk. I mean, they definitely, they walk through a lot of marital stuff with people after they're, after they're married, but you would, I think that when it comes down to as, you know, Christians, yes, you can marry another quote Christian. And if, you know, two people who are committed to something, if you really are committed, you'll make it happen. You'll make it work. But I do think that there are some people that you would have a lot easier walk with, and I'm sure you would agree with that, than somebody else because of shared values. And so another thing that I'm just so, so, so passionate about is about getting healthy before you have kids, getting healthy before you have get married. And now that's not always going to be the case because not because a lot of times it takes relationships to even know, oh, I have issues, I'm not in her head, that I have issues that I need to work on, you know, and it takes a lot of times intimate relationships that are, you know, they say that this, the second most intimate relationship, second time you're gonna have an intimate relationship is first you meet your parents and then your, your romantic relationships, right? And so a lot of times your, your ish won't be brought up until you're in a romantic relationship. And then by that time, it's, it's easy to say you should have gone to therapy before this, but you know, whatever, everybody has their timeline, but 
that's something that I'm so passionate about because at the end of the day, my, my end goal as a Christian is to advance the kingdom of God or to share more about God's love for people and Christ's message about he came to redeem us. And that I think happens through strong families and just even strong societies, you know, in general, even without the Christian aspect that comes from having strong societies come from strong families, broken societies come from broken families. Now there's brokenness, obviously in every single one of our families, because there's brokenness in this world, right? The Christians called sin, but I think this, the more that we can have strong family units, the more we can have um, strong societies and but if you start taking that down back a step, it's like, okay, how do we have strong families? Well, strong marriages. Well, how do we have strong marriages? Well, you to have two, you know, strong individuals or confident individuals, healthy individuals. And so you start peeling back the layers and you start realizing, okay, you have to make sure you're healthy on your own before you enter into a relationship. And so I, that's something like I said, I'm so passionate about that that's something that even in our events that we, we, so we have something called the go, no ghosting policy and um, it's a 48 hour rule where basically we say if after the events, if you, um, let me back up a little bit. During our events, we have the guys give out, we call them flirty business cards. So they write their name, their number, their um, email address if they don't have social media, their social media handles. And they, we, we encourage them to give their card out throughout the night. And if they do, we say, okay, guys, ask the girls, Hey, can I give you my, or can you, um, can we do this again sometime? Basically ask them, extend the invitation to them. Cause then it gives the girls the opportunity to say yes or no. And we say, kind of give the girl a script to say like, Oh, thank you for your boldness, but let's just be friends or yeah, thank you. And then we say, girls, if you said yes, and, you know, obviously if this guy has been threatening to you or you're scared to say no, tell us and you don't need to respond to him. But if that wasn't the case, then we say, girls, you have 48 hours to reach out to him in some way and tell him either, yes, let's do this. Or, um, or, you know, what, I changed my mind and we say, it's okay to change your mind. And we even give follow-up, a follow-up email with all scripts to use. So we like, we equip people. Um, so we don't just leave them hanging, but we have found that even within the Christian circle, that ghosting is a huge issue that people don't want to do things that are uncomfortable. And again, I mean, that just reflects that even if you're Christian, it's, it's the deeper, deeper brokenness of our, of our lives, of our trauma, of our baggage that, that produces these, um, destructive behaviors, destructive to other people in relationships where it's, I can't, I don't know what to say. And it's too uncomfortable for me to hurt somebody else's feelings. So I'm just not going to say anything at all when, which inevitably hurts them worse. But, um, so we, we really are trying to change that and hopefully it'll highlight some things that people are like, Oh my gosh, why is this so hard for me? Um, and then we're also, we're starting to like bring in, um, resources of, you know, relationship coaches, dating coaches, therapists, you know, cause because our biggest thing is try to get healed before you have kids, because it's so generational of, um, of the, the dysfunctions that we pass down through our families or have been passed down through us, we pass down to our kids. So if you're listening to this, and if you um, don't have kids yet, I want to highly encourage you work on your ish, get that dialed, because you want to mitigate as much of that going down to your kids and, and, um, and you want to be able to pass on good, healthy conflict, um, 
you know, healthy, healthy ways of relating to each other. And so anyway, tying that back to what we do, um, we just really are trying to change, change how to change what healthy dating looks like. It's, yeah. That's a high investment thing is to not ghost and to say mm-hmm. something or communicate something, of course, assuming that there's safety involved. Um, and so that's hard. There can be people who walk through the high investment door, but then there's another door behind it. And that's the discomfort mm-hmm. one. And that's hard to do. Also, if you are considering being child-free, um, you do not get out of this. <laughs> Please also yeah, get healthy, <laughs> regardless of if you're having kids. Like also just in general, everyone, let's just be on trajectory for Love that. better and better. Because yeah, what you said earlier, um, there are some things that can only be triggered inside of relational mm-hmm. connection. So I don't want to say there's a ceiling to how much self-help work you can do, but there is a separate pocket that doesn't get touched unless some form of relationship, whether that's family, which usually that's a really big one, really, really close friends, or um, Mm -hmm. no, usually that family are really, really close friends, if not in a romantic relationship. And so also if someone is dating, if you're dating someone and if they don't value close friendship mm-hmm. of some sort, or maybe they don't value community of some sort, I would say that's a question, a curiosity question, not a red flag. I am a little bit allergic to the phrase red flag because I think they're just getting mm-hmm. thrown around for like regular human things at this point. <laughs> Um, because if you've been through like a traumatic background, like having close friendships, you almost, and this is me being a therapist now, effectively, you're not going to form close friendships. Well, that's fine. What do we do with that? And so that's why I say it's a curiosity question. If that's a lifestyle, you see yourself hosting small groups or, um, wanting to have double dates with friends or wanting your, uh, partner to be able to call on someone else if they need help, wanting to call mm-hmm. on you if they need help, if you want to have a partner who doesn't gossip or put other people down. Like these are all relational uh, litmus testers, so to speak. Yes. Um, and so healthy, you were saying something about communities and, and strong families, but I would even just say mm. relationships generally Um, because I'm also not a super fan of someone. This is like a really popular trope, I think, in social media slash Hollywood right now is the, (laughs) it's often the bad boy or the bad girl who only is good for this one person they're in love with. Mm. I'm so sorry, that's trash. Because- Like a soulmate idea? It's the, um, I was able to tame them. Oh. That thing, or- yeah or like you know did you watch you no oh god there's nothing edifying in that don't worry about it but (laughs) I I don't watch things like that (laughs) no there's 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 zero need for you too but um that was being like romanticized this man is literally killing people um and there was a meme going around like if he has the ability to text you or Joe's out here killing Badgley, people, but he gets, right? huh? Pen Pen Badgley, Badgley, the guy from Gossip Girl. I didn't watch Gossip Girl. I don't know people's real okay. names. 
but yeah, I think yeah. yeah yeah so it's like oh yeah he can text even though he's out murdering people I'm like what yeah. are we doing yeah. like this is not and I don't think anyone would like overtly say they believe that but there is this idea that if there's someone who is bad at relationships with friends family exes but for you especially you special little butterfly they're different it feels good right we feel special we feel chosen you're not this is hormones <laughs> this is hormones they're powerful they're wonderful we want to learn how to steward them well otherwise mm. no one in the earth would get together but longevity wise I think the ability to maintain or cultivate or be aware of relationships is a good thing to first check for yourself you don't need to be Nancy Drew for other people's lives, but then also just compatibility wise with the partner, um, looking at that. So even to the guys, I would say that like, if your girlfriend comes to you and she's just complaining about this girl and that girl and everyone else around her seems to be wrong, but her, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's a curiosity yeah. question. Remember not red flags. <laughs> just curious about it. Um, I have so much to say on that topic. <laughs> no, I do too, but it's just it's a little time. Yeah. It's a little time. But as we kind of wrap up, um, could you let people know if they're listening to this and they're like, yes, oh my God, yes, I've been trying to do this for a hot minute. How can they find you? How can they get connected? Absolutely. So we are on Instagram and on TikTok and on Facebook. Uh, we probably post the most on TikTok, but we do both. Uh, so it's I-Y-K-Y-K period dating. And that's consistent across all our social medias. And if you want to get involved or not get involved, if you want us to host a mixer in your city, I don't think I mentioned this, but we actually go all around the United States. We've been to Austin, Dallas, Phoenix, Sacramento, San Jose, uh, Orange County, Los Angeles, San, San Diego, upcoming, uh, we are going, blah, 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 blah. we are going to um, Atlanta at some point later in the year, which we're excited about that. Um, Nashville, going back to Phoenix. I mean, we're going all over. And the goal is to basically have a mixer in, in each city once every four months. So that this is like an ongoing thing where it's another option other than going to the bars, other than going on the, the dating apps, which I'm like a big proponent of the dating apps. I'm not hating on those at all, but it's just, it's just nice to be able to meet people in person and to be able to see, do I click with them? Do I want to go on another date with them? So I would say definitely get in, get in touch with us on, um, on socials, but the most important thing that you can do is if you go to the, our, the link in our bios and our social is to get signed up on the, we have an interest form that basically just, we ask for like your email and where you're from, your location. Cause that way we know how many people are interested in each city around the United States, because we're not just going to go to a city and just hope people show up because again, especially like you said, the guys are on social media. So we need, especially women who do hear about us, send this to your single guys and get them to give us their, their information so we can email y'all when we do come to your city. Uh, we need 200 submissions in each city before we plan a mixer there just to ensure that we will have enough um, people. Right now we're playing around with the age ranges, but we're we were doing 22 to 40 years old, but we're changing that up a little bit. 
And we're going to try to have two age ranges, so two events in each city. So one's going to be 22 to 32, and the other one's going to be 32 to 43. So you decide if you want to go older or younger if you're on the 32 cusp. And so, um, yeah, that's what we're going to be doing. We hope to see you out there when we come to your city. Um, and that's kind of how they can find us. Awesome. I encourage everybody to check it out who is even remotely interested. Take that step because if you do nothing, then you did nothing <laughs> versus sending an interest form. What's That's the great. harm? And if you know single guys that you personally are not attracted to or mm -hmm. wouldn't date slash, you know, single girlfriend like that, um, send them this way, right? Just because you don't want them doesn't mean someone else doesn't, right? <laughs> And we have a ticket option. It's a one guy, one girl option where it's a little bit cheaper if you basically come as a pair of, with somebody like your guy friend or whatever. And the last thing I want to say is if you're a type of person that's just, you know, a Christian listening to this, waiting, saying I'm waiting on God for my spouse, I think first of all, you should listen to the Holy Spirit to what he's telling you. If he says to go to this event, don't go to this event. But I would just want to challenge to say, is this the Holy Spirit or is this fear talking? Because you don't want to put yourself back out there because you are just, you're tired. Because I would say, again, we don't want to be doing anything out of fear because fear is from the enemy. And this isn't just a plug for my event, but this is just a plug to just date in general, put yourself out there. You know, like we work through our fear by doing scary things and things that make us feel uncomfortable, whether that's saying this week, I'm going to say hi to one guy, a single guy or a single girl or that, somebody that looks like they're single, you know? And I just want to encourage y'all like, to do things that put your, yourself out of your comfort zone. So the worst that can happen is someone says no, but you just don't know what's on the other side of fear. And um, so, yeah, I just want to really encourage everybody to do that. If you're listening this week, do something that scares you and you never know, maybe you'll find your person. Yeah. Oh man, I remember you said someone else has recently. How many couples do you have so far that you know about? This is so fun. So right now we have one engaged couple yes. that they got engaged a few weeks ago. I know I just died. It was amazing. Mm. Another one that's probably about to get engaged. They're definitely about to get engaged. And then a third one that they they actually met at our mixer. She was um, selling her books there because she's a, she's an author. Um, and she was selling her books there and they met when like he was in line to like get her book and it just, so you just, you just don't know. You never know. You never know. So give it a try. Thank you so much for joining, sharing it. I'm excited. All of that information is going to be in the show notes guys. So check it out. Very nice. I'm, I'm so curious about what stood out to you from that episode or what you're thinking, what you're feeling, please hop over to my intimacy therapist on Instagram. Send me a message about your thoughts or if you know you know dating, which use the acronym for it. So I-Y-K-Y-K, -Y -K, dating, also on Instagram. She actually has an event coming up in the Atlanta area, October 2022, if you're listening now check that out i will put the link in the show notes but even if you're listening in the future i will still put that link in the show notes so you can see when her events are coming to your city your town so you can definitely grab the ticket also if you have a single christian male 
friend who you trust and believe is a good person and not <sighs> insert comment or thought here definitely send this episode to him or even just the link to the event so that more guys can join because you know and we talked about that in the episode a little bit you know that uh, in the dating world in general sometimes it's really hard to find ladies who are looking for like intentionality to match up with guys who also are looking with intentionality and so if you know one of those dudes send him this way okay but as always whether this episode is relevant to your life right now or not i hope and want and desire for you to create an intimate life a love life a dating life where you feel fully seen fully known and fully loved wonderful we will talk soon